Welcome back to another episode of Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Thank you, Chris Hitchcock, for our intro song. As always, find my co-host, Wayne the Sage, at Wayne's Beer Delivery on Instagram and YouTube. You can find our humble producer, Chase, at Nutmeg to Palmetto on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can find me, the mayor, at Southern Bling Beer Reviews on Instagram. Fellas. What are we drinking? Well, Mayor, I heard you weren't you were a little under the weather lately. So in solidarity solidarity with you, I'm gonna have a non-alcoholic beer. Nice. <laughs> um, I actually got this because the brewery Rationale, Rationale Brewery, Brewing rather, um, they reached out to me on TikTok and gave me a discount code for you know whatever the next order would be. So I picked a four-pack of this. Totally rational citrus hazy IPA. How sweet a sound it is. Mm-hmm. Wayne, as I pour, what you got? Well, I'm not going non alcoholic today. Sorry. <laughs> but I know this is a, a beer that I don't think that either of the two of you like. So, I do not like that beer. No, 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 no. Thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, my boy Matthew Andrade on Instagram. Got yeah, a pack of uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA from uh, El Segundo Brewing. Which you know, I I always thought that since uh, you know Steve Austin's big in Texas, that this was a Texas beer, and it's actually. Brewed in Virginia Beach. Oh, really? I would have guessed California. <laughs> it says brewed and canned for El Segundo Brewing Company by New Realm Brewing Company, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Nice little IPA at 6.7% ABV. And uh, I think it's going to have uh, Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops. So let's see if it cracks my skull open. Yes. With a no, I will not be doing. I will not be doing the Stone Cold. <laughs> no core, no cores light. <laughs> no, I won't be crashing them together and pouring them over my head either. My wife will kill me. Well, this. I mean, would you look at this and think it was lacking alcohol? This is pretty. This is pretty deep orange hazy. Tastes super citrusy. Oh, there's the mayor. What you got? Well, since I'm on antibiotics, the beer that you gave me, Mm -hmm. Chase, the Tropical Sour, well, can't really call it a beer. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I've had some beers from there that is pretty good. Yeah. Athletic from my hometown, actually. Yep. Non-alcoholic, so I'm right there with you since 
I can't drink regular beer. This is better than anything or better than nothing at all. So <laughs> I don't know. That stuff from Athletic is it it's been pretty good, everything I've tried. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. So yeah, this is like a regular like melon juice. It's really good. From rationale. It's probably one of the clearer IPAs I've seen. So this reminds me of green tea. It tastes just like green tea to me. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Just carbonated. I, yeah. Yeah, they, I noticed that with that one and then the athletic Schwartz beer, they were, they, they did taste very carbonated. Yeah, I mean, it's. Well, that also could be, I heard this recently, when you get a lot of bubbles on the inside of your glass, it, it also means your glass is dirty. So I've heard that, but that's a crock of crap. I can't oh. tell you how many times <laughs> I've washed a glass and washed it, pour it on there, and the carbonation. So that's a crack of that's crap. Crack of crap. <laughs> yep. I've seen so many people on Instagram say, oh, your glass is dirty. It's not a dirty glass. <laughs> Although I think if it's plastic, it, it may have a effect. Because <laughs> so I what poured, did you do? What Chase? I poured it. I, I poured one of those in a plastic glass once, and it, and it looked like a, a fizzing soda. <laughs> That's how. There's no way a beer is that carbonated. <laughs> what did you think about this tropical sour? Uh, I don't think Wayne would like it. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I think it. I think it's pretty tart. Um, I think we'll find like, out. I think he'll like the Schwartz beer a lot better, but I think the, I think the uh, the tropical sour athletic is very very tart. Okay, well, see, I don't even taste the tart, and I do not like sour beers. I like fruited sour beers from like Newgrass or Great Notion or Great you have Notion. A fine line, you have a fine line in your taste of sours. Wayne has no fine line. He just he just disparages all of them. Because you were talking about the Stone Cold. What do you think about it? Well. Because I told I you I'd, this... I had had it previously. Well, it's got, it says here, Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops. I think the, uh, the Chinook is really the one that makes it pretty bitter, I guess. It's, yeah, it's the overpowering. Well. It's bitter, but it's not the most bitter thing I've ever tasted in my life. So it's it's okay. it's decent. Yeah, I mean, my it's not like you know, it's not like a top tier IPA where it's gonna knock a, a treehouse another half off the top, but <laughs> yeah, it's serviceable. It's good. Yeah, I think I haven't had it in a very long time, but if memory serves correctly, it was uh I mean, it didn't, it certainly, the bitterness certainly didn't blow me out of the water like a regular run of the mill West Coast does, but it was, it was pretty powerful. It was still pretty piney. Um, I'm not really getting a lot of pine. I'm not getting any citrus. I'm just getting, uh, just kind of like a, a, a bitter, like a real bitter lager type do you, effect. Do you associate citrus to pine? No, I associate citrus to citra hops, though. 
Oh yeah. Most stuff, most stuff has citrus in it. Does have a little bit of a citrus taste to it. Yeah, I don't this remember. I don't remember getting any citrus taste out of that beer. But again, no. it's been a while. But I don't remember getting anything out of that. But you know that you know, the people listening can't see the can, but the you know, the can art's pretty fun. You know, it's got barbed wire. It's got the skull on it. Um, it's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, it's very good. It, it, the the can art they really did it up. And this one actually, and again, you know, listeners can't see it, but you guys can see it. The rationale, non-alcoholic hazy. It's like this mountainscape. It's like this uh, southwestern cloudy mountainscape orange orange red colors mm-hmm. black gray mountains it's pretty cool looking where are they out of i'll find it oh california yeah windsor windsor california of course my taste but i think my taste but still might be a little bit off from the beer i had earlier today Oh, you tell. Well, you know, as of the recording, this is the opening day for baseball season. Mm-hmm. And uh, our good friends and uh, prior guests of the show, Cyclops Brewing, uh, opening day of baseball season, they released their Phoenix Rising uh, ESB, which is actually made with baseball bats. So I stopped after work and, and had a pint of that. And, you know, I, I kind of wish I'd gotten a crowler of it because it was probably the, one of the more interesting beers I've had in a long, long time. You know, you, you get a little bit of smokiness similar to a Roush. You get the, the wood wooden um, feel to it, but oh. not like a barrel aged, kind of similar to the Fooder series that the, uh, our buddy's new groove have. Um, and then you get the, the, the bitter, you know, the English, the English style bitter in mixed in with it. It's like, you're going all sorts of different directions and it, it's actually pretty fun. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love some ESBs. I don't know why. Cause I don't like bitter IPAs, but if it's an ESB for some reason, I can't get enough of them. Well, most ESBs I've had aren't really that bitter. I think so. I think it's a different type of bitter, but bitter nonetheless. Mayor, you got anything to add? Looking at some pictures from Georgia Craft Brewer Festival and getting all sad, teary-eyed. Aw. 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 I know where you're coming from on that. <laughs> yeah, you were there, but now I will say the nothing against the Greenville Beer Fest. It's great. But I missed more not going to Georgia than you did not going to Greenville. I tell you what, the next festival, Chase will just have to work and two of us will go. We all have to be even. I skip out the next one. No, no, no. I'm very glad. I'm not bitter at all. I'm just, y'all got some very cool, I won't give it away, but y'all, it's awesome. Y'all did a great job. I see that my favorite brewery in Georgia won a medal for a stout. 
And what a start and, it was. What and a that start first, it was. <laughs> at that festival. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to add other than yeah, y'all did a great job. Well, folks, stay with us as Wayne and Chase take a trip down to Georgia for the Georgia Craft Brewers Festival. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, John Sharkey with Greenville Beer Fest that hopefully we'll be able to attend again this year with mm-hmm. all three of us. <laughs> Upstate Realty and Associates, promotional graphics, and our home away from home that is owned by Eddie and his wife, the Clock Tower Tap Room in Simpsonville. And don't forget to follow our Instagram and Facebook page for Upstate Beer Boys podcast and find us on any of the podcast apps that you listen to. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. That hangout my daddy used to hang around. We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down. Just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned to the only joint my mama ever burned. I'll get sassy and bluegrass, come on. Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Chase and Wayne here at the Georgia Craft Beer Festival down at Atlantic Station in Atlanta, Georgia. And there's a lot of places around here. Wayne, what was your first thought when you walked in? Holy crap, there is stuff <laughs> everywhere. I mean, this is like beer heaven. I am in love. We got one of the vendors that was kind enough to talk to us a little bit. Michael, I'm sorry, Sorg? Sorg? Sorg. Sorg. Yeah. Michael Sorg, owner and head brewer from Firewater Brewing Company. Um, what's, give us all, before we get into a couple questions, what's a little bit about Firewater? What's your story? Yeah. So I'm a fireman. Uh, I've been one since uh, 2007. And uh, so it kind of inspired the name of Firewater, which means water that you put on the fire. And it also means a high alcohol content drink. So, yeah. <laughs> You, you mentioned beer heaven. This is the uh, Georgia Craft Brewers beer heaven out here in Atlanta. So yeah, definitely. Are there, is, is, is everyone here? Is there a um, Brewers Guild, so to speak? Yes, uh, it okay. is. Yes, it's it's the uh, Georgia Craft Brewers Guild uh, Brewers Fest, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, usually my first question is talk to me about where you picked your location and then the building and whatnot but we're here at a festival so i can't really ask that question so just tell me where you're based out of kind of describe what your brewery location looks like and that for our, our listeners if you don't mind so we actually got our brewing license in 2016 we put our first beer out in 2018 we are still actually uh doing contract brewing so it's like gypsy brewing uh we brew through second self and six bridges um, so we're still looking at our own place. It's in the works in downtown Kennesaw. So, uh, yeah, we have our awesome fire truck with the taps on it. Uh, but unfortunately we don't have our own place yet. It's in the works. So, yeah. Well, I noticed the taps on the truck is that, do you have like kind of a, 
a mobile kind of tap uh, theme, for lack of a better word? Do you just kind of drive around and like someone can book the truck to serve beer at whatever event they have? How awesome would it be if we could be like a ice cream truck and just, you know, sound the sirens and come get a beer. But, you know, the laws won't allow for that. But, you know, it's got to be it's got to be sponsored by uh, on premise uh, business and or or any type of beer fest. And, yeah, we love to come out. We do, uh, you know, we can do private events and things like that. So it's it's awesome. You know, if you guys wanted to relocate to uh, South Carolina, I know there's a, a abandoned firehouse that's actually for sale. That would make an awesome brewery location. <laughs> hey, is it downtown? You know, <laughs> it's, it's always an option. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the beers you brought. Yeah. There's uh, Hop Chief, which is an American IPA, and then a Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout, which I thought was incredibly smooth for something that's barrel aged. Um, is what is there anything? Is there any particular story? Like, is one of these your flagship, and the other ones just have a special beer that you wanted to bring? What was your thought process in bringing, bringing, picking the beers you were going to bring here? Sure, the Hop Chief is more of a flagship. It's a uh, East Coast meets West Coast style. Uh, you still got a little bit of that, uh, you know, some of that amber color from the malts. Uh, you got the maltiness, and then you got the East Coast style. A lot of late hop additions still you got the juiciness and a little bit of dryness is a really well balanced ipa and then with our sergeant stout it is uh sergeant stout is also a seasonal flagship however this one we put into woodford reserve barrels and we aged it for a year in those and then uh, late edition we put in fresh vanilla beans cocoa nibs uh, put in some uh, cold brew coffee from Apotheos in Kennesaw, which is uh, where we're based out of, and it makes for a really awesome beer. My eyes lit up before when you said Woodford because that's kind of one of like my go-to bourbon, like sipping bourbon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, well, I guess the question I would have next would be what would be your food options, but you kind of alluded to before you're still looking for a location. So when you do open your own location, do you plan to have like a, a kitchen or do you have food trucks on site? You know, what's kind of your thought process behind that? Yeah, we've been in talks with a, another restaurant around the area. And then, you know, uh, we've also looked at just having our own food truck. Um, oh. So, you know, the options are available it's really kind of just how it all pans out if you were going to have your own food truck what style would it be like what 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 what's what would be your like first pick of a cuisine to kind of be the firewalker food truck oh man some so a firewater food truck would definitely be with you know some a little bit more high-end kind of finger foods that way you, it fulfills your hunger but you still want some more beer, you know? <laughs> some all really awesome food, like, you know, maybe some uh, Shea Prime Rim sliders, uh, definitely some wings, maybe some of the best wings you've ever had. Uh, you know. Hopefully hot ones. Oh, yeah. All, all, all the flavors. Um, you know, things like that. You know, something that's uh, uh, small to medium-sized portions, but you still are able to want more beer. But not be hungry while you're sitting there and have some delicious food while you're at it 
Now, one thing we're always focused on on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast is drink local, support local. So what are your ties, granted, maybe with the presence of still trying to get your brick-and-mortar storefront still open, but what are your, like, community ties to the greater Atlanta area, whether that be any businesses, charities, fundraisers you've worked with, or local musicians, local um, talent events, whatever the case may be? Like, what's, what's your tie to the community? Well, I'm still a fireman. Uh, you know, I still I give back to uh, different communities, like you know, like the Emerald Society of Atlanta. Uh, we do other beer fests with other charities that support firemen and first responders uh, through Atlanta and Metro Atlanta, and that's what we really want to be able to build upon. Uh, obviously, we love beer. We love the community of beer. But uh, we also love our first responders, and we want to be able to give back, and actually in a, a very big way. But uh, you got to start small. you got to start somewhere. And I feel like we're doing a good job. I mean, that's really the passion is to give back to the community, brew great beer, and just be there. You know, we're out and about at all the bars, the restaurants. Uh, just I love beer, I love the community, and I love giving back. So, I mean, that's just, that's where my passion is. I'll say, and I'm almost disappointed there's only two beers to try. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, you know, once you get your own place, you know, it's... Yeah, uh, there'll be more. Yeah, there'll be a lot more opportunities to give you a lot of other awesome beers, so... On a side note, the two beers he brought are both bangers for sure. Yeah. And we look forward to getting your own location and expanding and bringing some more great beers out to the public because... Both these are just fantastic. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to come down and visit that when the storefront is open. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, and looking forward to having you guys come out. Awesome. All right. Well, before we toss the break, what's you got a final word to throw out to our audience? We do have a little bit of a download following in Georgia. <laughs> sure. You know, uh, our motto is just to come together through beer you know come together as a community and uh drink awesome beers so cheers thank you very much and uh we'll listen to a little bit of chris hitchcock in the break and uh we'll call back and hopefully talk to somebody else thank you michael yeah cheers thanks guys don't bear to watch the children daddy gave you on aces and eights and some old river road always watch out for a red-headed woman or government man when he's thirsty for words things that i should have known don't call your ex up when you drink tequila don't drink tequila with gustavo frame if you're shaking hands mister you better Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Chase and Wayne with you again from the Georgia, Georgia Craft Beer Festival at Atlantic Station in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. 
Uh, we happen to pull aside Jeff, who's the brewmaster at Service Brewing Company, uh, taking, his, t- taking the boss's place <laughs> on the show. Um, Jeff, why don't you give us a little bit of background on Service down in Savannah, veteran-owned, a lot of veteran-themed names of the beer. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of background on the brewery before we get into some questions? Sure. Um, Kevin and Meredith, the owners, opened the brewery in the spring of 2014. Um, And the name is uh, significant in the fact that um, it honors everybody that serves, not just military, but um, community. I mean, if you you serve your community somehow, that's what it's representative of. Speaking of which, I've noticed in a couple places around south carolina there were um a pay it forward kind of tap handle thing where you go in you walk to the bar you get a beer for yourself and you could pay for an extra beer that goes up on the board like i guess kind of a tally system if you will and that will be like the next pint free for a service member yeah, i've seen that before, is, yeah. is that is, is there anything being that you just said like it's not just military it's anyone who serves the community is there anything like that with service or around the surrounding areas any of your um tap rooms that distribute uh, have distribution from your beer right uh we we don't do that but we do um donate to a charity and we we do that once or twice a year to a different charity um and uh, a portion of proceeds will go towards that charity which um is service oriented um we've donated to uh canines for warriors um matter of fact one of our beers we have on right now freedom machine um is yeah yeah drinking it you like it okay um that has what we call our veteran blend hops in so all uh a bunch of different veteran-owned breweries collaborate and come together to pick out different hops uh, to make a veteran's blend every year. And we do this in uh, collaboration with Yakima Chief Hops. Um, so the beer that you're drinking right now, that Freedom Machine, nice, juicy, hazy IPA is made with that blend. And a certain amount of uh, proceeds for every pound of that hop blend that's sold goes towards the charity that they're supporting so it's just another way for us to to support back. yeah yeah that's awesome yep. all right so normally my first question would be about the location and the you know the ambiance of your tap room and stuff like that but we're at a festival so one thing in south carolina for Brewfest that the brewers can't pour their own beer is that same with georgia or is that uh just uh can you pour a beer here, or do you prefer to just talk to the people? Tell me a little bit about I mean, that. From a, I don't know Georgia-specific if that is the case. I, I believe it is. Um, but from my perspective, I think it's great to be able to have volunteers. They get to get involved. Um, they're obviously into craft beer, or they wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> You know, we, we get some interaction then with, with folks that are into craft beer. And um, and at the same time, it's great for us as brewers because rather than just being stuck behind a tap handle, we're able to stand outside as people come up and talk to them about our beer and, and what we're about. Yeah. 
So it's a nice, it's a nice win-win for both of us. Kind of like we're doing right now. It, yeah, right? it works for us. Pastors by doing a podcast. Hey, you want to be on the show? Right. right. <laughs> um. So you talked a little bit about Freedom Machine. So let's talk about some of the, like the beers as a whole that you chose to bring here. Obviously, it's like a big decision. Like, hey, it's a big event. There's going to be a lot of people here. What beers do we take to sure. kind of get exposure, get our name out there? So, yeah. I mean, I had the Stout, which was, uh, I guess it's a collab, I think. I saw a sign. And it's <laughs> right, um, right. super sweet on the aroma, but super, like, dark chocolate on the flavor. Yeah, yeah. And then Rally Point, which is a flagship Pilsner. And yeah. um, and then it was a double IPA, double dry up double IPA. That's, yes, sir. That was very good. Like, it's not like a juice bomb, like Freedom Machine, but... It's not like this overpowering punch you in the face bitterness either. So yeah, it's it's balanced. It's it's almost designed more of kind of a, a hybrid IPA as you know, uh, very drinkable. Um, it has some of those elements of a, a classic IPA, but some of them as a uh, juicy IPA as well. And uh, Kalista, that came about one of Kevin's favorite hops was. Kalista, and I had never heard of it before. So he's like, "Hey, I haven't either. Check, check this, check this hop out, and do you think we could do something with it?" Um, and I tried brewing some experimental batches with some other hops, um, and it just seemed like when we brewed a batch with Galaxy, which is the other hop that's in that um, that beer, uh, it seemed to really just uh, fold together very well, and and. Uh, made a really nice synergy of uh, flavor for that beer so. what, what was the thought process as far as picking out which beers to bring here um well the one was a no-brainer because it was our collab beer which was entered in the competition um and that is the uh chocolate covered marshmallow oreo imperial stout that's a mouthful to say there and it's a mouth <laughs> mouthful of beer as well it's i'd say so yeah it's it's uh, got a really nice body viscous body to it and it hits you up front kind of nice and sweet with some of those uh dessert like flavors but it still has a nice little bitterness on the finish to kind of even even it all out and balance it out um so that was our collaboration we did with alewife brewing from queens new york oh and uh yeah so we entered that in the competition uh to our pleasant surprise it won a silver last night when they announced the winners um in the big beer they had two different categories big beer and and smaller beer um and i think the delineation was just nothing more than abv like anything over seven and a half percent was big and below that was small makes sense yeah and and your description of that gives me some peace of mind to knowing my taste palette isn't completely out in left field <laughs> because you described exactly the way my thought process was drinking it yeah all right so i didn't realize there was a competition out here with oh, the, yeah. the collab beers i mean i thought it was just uh, beer everywhere which is great so we talked about the beer and i know you're the brewer head brewmaster there can you talk about the food options that you have at your location down there in Savannah, Georgia? So we are not a brew pub. We're a production brewery. Um, we send a lot of beer out through distro and then serve it right there. Uh, but we do have food trucks um, several days out of the week that we have on premise. Um, and uh, they're, all, they're all local food trucks. Um, uh, Smashburger is is one of the uh, okay. the favorites there. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but 
Um, they do a great job with, with burgers. Um, so we, we try to bring them in to, to have an option for food there. We have a nice little outdoor space where everybody can drink a beer and, and eat some of the, the food we've got there. That's awesome. And one thing we're big on on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast is drink local, support local. And you already touched on this a little bit with the charity, with the veteran blends, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But whether you want to expand on that or bring up any additional ones, what are services, community ties as far as charities, fundraisers, local vendors, local musicians, local, you know, the food trucks again, yeah. like any kind of community ties that service has? If you want to expand on what you already spoke on, or is there anything else you want to jump in there? Oh, we have a we have a nice little uh, event space inside um, and a and a stage. So um, we have local bands in there all the time. Um, Friday night is bluegrass night. If you're into bluegrass, um, and we have that same local bluegrass band come back uh, each Friday night. We just uh, had um, Savannah stopover. Um, which we had like a, a pre preview show um, the night prior to stopover uh, kicking off. Um, we had we had a great band in there as well, so we have a great little spot for uh, um, music as as well as great beer and and food. I'm sorry, I forgot my question. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So. Before we let you get back to manning the tent and uh, being all busy and, and professional-like, um, what's the final, we'll give you the final word before we toss the break. What What do you want, is there anything you want to tease, promote, anything upcoming at service? What, just final word to our audience about service brewing or what you do there? Uh, come and visit us, drink local, <laughs> um, drink good beer, and that's that's what we're all about, good beer, and giving back to the community. Jeff, thank you again so much yeah, for talking you. with us. And um, we'll toss it back to a little more Chris Hitchcock. And uh, we'll crawl around the festival more and drink some more beer. Upstate Beer Boys, keep it with us. Say goodbye to the cold. I think it's time for a new suntan. Find your flip-flop state of mind. See some blue through your red Upstate Beer Boys podcast. We are Wayne and I are sitting here at the Georgia Craft Beer Festival with John, lead bartender at Firemaker Brewing Company. How we doing, guys? Thanks Good. for having me here today. How are you? Um, so before we get into some like official question and answer, sure. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about Firemaker? Give us an introduction to the brewery, the owner, the brewmaster, the staff what you know your brand whatever the case may be yeah beautiful absolutely so uh much like a lot of successful businesses we opened one week before covid started march 6 20 i mean we couldn't have possibly planned that better so you know the tap room's open for all of six days 
until the tap room's not open anymore. And so we took that as a great opportunity to build our canning line and start <laughs> distributing beer to all the people that are stuck at home, right? So that was kind of a good thing and kind of a bad thing at the same time. Uh, so we were, we were founded by this guy named Elliot Hall. He was kind of a player in the Atlanta craft alcohol industry for a while. He was selling beer. He helped found Printer's Ale. Uh, and then eventually he said, you know, I want to start my own shop because he... He's really passionate about beer, and he really likes to see it done uh, in like a meaningful and thoughtful way. And he really wanted to open up something that could kind of stand as a pillar of the community over there in West Midtown. Uh, so he got together. He got some funding from his dad and his brother. So we're all family-owned. They ran a successful construction company in Atlanta, uh, Mija, for 35 years. And so they're our investors. They help with the build-out. Uh, cut to COVID, we open, we close, we reopen. <laughs> We're selling crawlers and six packs, and then sort of as the mask restrictions lifted and everything, our business got a little bit better. Uh, but essentially, a fire maker, right? That's a made up word. Uh, what does it mean? Uh, a fire maker is someone who pursues anything that they're passionate about just wholeheartedly, right? So our tagline is create a spark. And so if whatever you're into, whether that's beer or, or politics or wood carving or, or, or you know ornithology uh, if you pursue it passionately and you create a spark in whatever you do then you're a fire maker too uh, so really we just like I said we, we were started by this guy Elliot Hall opened up during COVID uh, we had the greatest thing in the world happen to us where we won number two new brewery in the nation through USA Today oh right <laughs> in, in the nation so and it was from 2017 to 2020 anyone who opened up a shop during that time we only lost first place to a shop that had been open since early 2017. So three years of a book of business versus one COVID year, we're really, really happy with that. <laughs> like, I mean, we're just so blessed and happy to all the folks in the community that come out and support us. Uh, but really, man, what we're all about is just like having fun, making friends, and, and spreading the joy. That's what it means to be a fire maker. You said Midtown. I think that's a good segue to our first question. Okay. All right, so tell us about your uh, tap room that you opened and then closed. And I think since COVID has passed us, quote unquote, quote unquote <laughs> you have since reopened. So tell us a little bit about your aesthetics because we're here at the Atlantic Station. So obviously we're not at your tap room. Good. Tell us a little bit about your ambiance, your location. And okay, beautiful, yeah. So you're driving down Chattahoochee Ave off of, off of Hal Mill Road and you, and you see a big, big billboard. And it's got the logo for our Hazed and Blaze, which is our New England IPA, our bestseller. Big, leafy, hoppy, green. And it just says in the biggest letters you can imagine, number two new brewery in the nation. So that's kind of how you're greeted as you walk in. Um, and then we've got a nice covered patio right in front of the tap room with a long kind of walkway that we call the beer walk. That's covered. So we've got outside seating there. Uh, we do live music on the weekends out there just to keep it fresh. And then we've got these big double bay garage doors. Uh, and, you know, it's a super unique idea. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do it. An old industrial space renovated and turned into a brewery. Never heard of it. Never heard, Never heard of it. So we're running with that kind of <laughs> brand new, unseen, unheard of theme. No repurposing <laughs> Yeah, that's never happened in the history of Atlanta or anywhere ever <laughs> so so you walk into the tap room then and we have a couple beautiful murals uh, our muralist is named Jordan Atkinson and we have this amazing mural of our dragon his name is Mungo 
Mungo. Uh, on the wall, Mungo. And I don't know where that comes from, There's honestly. There's no story behind that. It's just a random word. I think, I think that story is a little more esoteric than I'm comfortable even knowing. Okay. I think that's like in the secret Firemaker archives. I don't know where that came Ooh, from, but someone secrets. does, right? <laughs> Love the secret. So, yeah, you walk in, you see the beautiful, gigantic dragon sitting atop an embarrassment of riches of hops. A dragon loves to hoard. Mungo loves to hoard hops. So sitting atop his enormous pile of hops with the Atlanta skyline painted in the background. That's our beautiful mural in the tap room. We've got some booths, some tables, a little bit of standing room. And then as of last October, we opened up our beer garden, which is adjacent to our overflow parking lot around the backside of the building. We have an old shipping container that we converted into a, a brewery. We have an eight, uh, sorry, a bar. We have an eight tap kegerator back there. Picnic tables covered, speakers ready to go. And we just also opened our new beer hall which is a 15 to 35 private event space, indoor, six-tap, kegerator, and a covered patio, a fenced-in patio around it. That's where we throw the VIPs during our big parties and such. And it's good for, like, a little private buyout. Uh, We're going to have these guys screen their web series that they just finished in there for their, like, launch party. Um, But really, you walk in, you're greeted by a friendly bartender who's so excited to get you whatever it is that you like. Out of 32 taps, there's something there for everyone. Ciders, seltzers, keg cocktails, IPAs, light lagers, you name it. Well, speaking of all the individual beer, let's talk about what you brought to the Georgia Craft Beer Festival. Um, we each grabbed a cup of the Chattahoochee tea, oh, yeah. which yeah. tastes a lot like regular southern sweet tea. It's in the name, man. <laughs> it's kind of dangerous, though. <laughs> and then the other one, there was a... A collaboration you did with Monday Night, which was ironically enough the tent right next to you, and it features a hop called Phantasma, which I had heard of from it being featured at a brewery up in Pennsylvania. Okay. I didn't know that the hop had worked its way down to the south, and I know it's kind of got an exclusive nature to it. So, whether you want to talk about that, that, that how this mysterious hop worked its way down to your sure. humble brewery, or or just in general the brew the beers that you brought to the event, talk about the beer that's here. Oh, I love that! What a great tea up, man. So the cool thing about this Phantasm powder and this uh, this hop, the Magic Dragon, is so the the beer itself contains a few different hop products. We have some of our hops uh, in the incognito form. We have some cryo hops and then this phantasm powder, which is incredible. Essentially, it's made from the skins of Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Oh, nice. Okay. And all that anyone really knows what to say about it is that it takes tropical flavors and turns the dial up to 13. Mm. So really, we just went with as many different hop products as we could squeeze into one beer here. Because, I mean, we knew we had to drop their hammer on them, right? Everybody's out here doing big, beautiful collabs with each other. I mean, all the heavy hitters of the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild are here. So we had to show up, man. So we just threw everything in there. An absolutely gorgeous, full-bodied, resiny, yet fruit-forward double IPA. As a person who four years ago moved to Atlanta and frequented Monday night, still do, till I started working at Firemaker, like, this is how I imagine people felt when they announced the movie Heat or like twins they're like those two together in the same room <laughs> what's going on here man so needless to say i'm incredibly excited about this beer it's ridiculous i feel like it's my birthday right now um, so that's our limited release featured ipa right uh, big boy double 8.2 percent and drinks as smooth as a five five uh 
But we've got our Chattahoochee that y'all mentioned here, which is a really cool, unique beer that we have. Uh, you've got your New England IPA, you've got your West Coast, you've got your American, and we said, well, what about the Southeast, man? There's a lot of awesome brewers down here. Can we not represent with a Southeastern IPA? We in the South. That's right. So we thought, what makes the South more than tea? So we took our IPA formula, dry hopped it with green and black tea, touch oh. of lactose to smooth out the body, add a touch of that residual sweetness, and then Matsueka and lemon drop hops give it just enough of a lemon, lemon lime kick that you really feel that little wedge of citrus on the side of your glass of tea. Well, that's quite the like diverse spectrum of styles the Firemaker's Brewing. Like, do you have, um, what's the word? Um, core flagship? That's core flagship, I'm sorry. Do you, yeah, do you have a flagship beer, a flagship style? Or do you just kind of like, we do everything, we're going to try to do everything at the best of our ability, and we're going to come out with a banger with everything, no matter what style it is? I like that second one, for sure. But to be to be completely frank, right now, my, my market lineup is a little bit skewed towards IPAs. Granted, one of them is that sweet tea IPA. Poor Wayne. Everybody loves IPA. I mean, it's it's in vogue right now. If it was four years ago, it would have been the milkshake IPAs. Uh, you know, now we're kind of moving towards those Imperial Sours are getting big again. Uh, hey, I can get down with the Imperial Stouts, okay? Oh, I said sour, but those two. Have you all had Wild Leap's Imperial Goza today? It takes a little convincing to get Wayne to try a Goza. I guess that'll be our next stop. I mean, you know, I'm just a bartender. You don't have to listen to me. Uh, but all that, all that to say, right now our market beers are skewing a little bit IPA. We do have our Way Down Yonder, which is our leisure beer, light, crispy, easy drinking, refreshing beer. We're on Chattahoochee Ave, so we figured we'd throw a little Alan Jackson pun in there, Way right, Down Yonder right. yep, on Chattahoochee. Yep. Um, but in the tap room, I have 32 taps, man, and our pilot system absolutely feeds that wall. Right now we have an alt beer on. I have a black IPA that I just tapped that is absolutely black delectable. IPA. It's called Nocturnal by Nature, and it was like a seven-barrel batch. So you'd best swing through and get yourself some before that oh. sells out. I've got all kinds of stuff on. I have a smoked Mexican lager right now that's just gorgeous. Oh, man. I mean, and what I mean, you know, there's so many styles of beer because everyone's different. Everyone tastes differently. Everyone likes different things. And so we just want to cover that spectrum. That's why we serve ciders and seltzers. And every week I batch up three different six, uh, six ba- barrels of a kegged cocktail. We have our, our distillation permit type of thing going. So I have a bourbon cocktail, a vodka cocktail, and a rum cocktail that I switch out every week. And when it gets hot, we're going to do slushies again too. So like, yes, sir. all you need to do is walk in thirsty and you'll be taken care of, man. I don't care what you like. You tell me you like a Michelob Ultra, I go, boom, here's my blonde ale. You enjoy that, my friend. No judgment. <laughs> singing my tune with the black IPAs and the black lagers because they're not very common, but they're starting to get more common, so I feel like I'm losing my hipster status with liking the beer. They're dark <laughs> like your soul. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and roasty like mine. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about the location. We've talked about the obvious copious amounts of beer you've got. Talk to us about food options at your location. Do you have a kitchen? Do you have a food truck? Talk to us about what kind of substance we can have with those awesome beers and fluids you got there. Oh, yeah. Soak it all up. Oh, you, well, first of all, there's a sandwich in every beer, but that doesn't mean you don't need to eat while you're drinking beer. I learned that the hard way a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the rip, 
I mean, shout out Naughty Pretzels Atlanta. Uh, we fo- we feature them in the tap room. We have all their different flavors, and we have the little card with the tasting notes on which style of beer you want to get which flavor pretzels with. Okay. That's pretty cool. So you're drinking something dark, your black IPA. Maybe you run with the cinnamon sugar pretzels, right? You get that kind of little sweet finish. But you're drinking something super hoppy. Maybe you go with the buffalo hot wing, right? You get that kind of spicy bitter going. Um, but as far as snacks go, that's what we're rocking. But we used to do the food trucks and the vendors because we love supporting our, you know, all our local entrepreneurs. Uh, but there just got to a point where there are too many days that something had fallen through on the other end for our food vendors. And we were left with a tap room full of semi-drunk people that huh, would have had another beer if only they'd had something to put to in their stomach. It up. Right. Exactly. But they didn't. And so we kind of shied away from the food trucks and food vendors thing. We still do those for our big events because we love those guys. But what we did instead is we partnered with Scoville Hot Chicken which is uh, another oh, another quarantine baby business. Scoville, like the scale of heat. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what they're called. So it's a Michelin star ramen chef that decided to get out of that game and start a Nashville hot chicken spot. He opened up a handful of locations across Atlanta over COVID, and apparently it blew the heck up because he's taking it to New York now. So one opened right next door to us on Chattahoochee Ave, and for a while it was a loose partnership, and we had a QR code you could order, but then you had to walk 50 yards to go pick up your food. Uh, and then we wanted to be a little more convenient for our guests and for our lovely people that come in, so we hired a quote-unquote food liaison who is essentially just a food runner that takes the orders and runs next door. But liaison sounds much more... Hush, hush. Like so uh, official, you <laughs> right, know. Right, exactly. I mean, if I'm on a date with a woman, I don't say that I'm a server. I say I'm a sustenance liaison. I oversee the interface between client and final food transaction. Got to smooth that out. <laughs> exactly. So so right now, you can order from a gentleman in our little mop closet French window area. Uh, he'll get a hot chicken sandwich, hot chicken tenders, french fries for you, coleslaw, whatever. Uh, and then he'll run right next door to Scoville and bring it back, set it on your table for you, and say you enjoy that hot chicken. That's awesome. It's pretty great. Hot chicken and beer go great together, honestly. (laughs) Um, On the Upstate Beer Boys podcast, we're always big on supporting local, drinking local. So what's Firemaker's ties to your community, whether that be charities, fundraisers, local businesses, even collaborations, um, local musicians, local artists, whatever the case may be. You could take this in either direction. Whether oh, I'm going to take it. I'm already ready. <laughs> I got you, baby. Wherever you want so, to. <laughs> what is Firemaker's ties to the greater Atlanta community? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, a few months back, we started opening at 8 a.m. Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, we have a partnership with a coffee roastery, so we now have our official Firemaker coffee bean blend. As as they say, you can't drink all day if you don't you start, start early. In the morning, baby. Let's go. Uh, so, we just started opening at 8 a.m. Wednesday to Saturday because we have an exclusive partnership with a roastery. We have Firemaker coffee now. So every day I've got a big percolator, a breakfast blend, I've got a big percolator, a chocolate hazelnut, and I've got nitro cold brew on tap. Nice. And so for the folks in the neighborhood who have been working out of their bedrooms for the past two years, you want to come on over, have a coffee, get a hot chicken sandwich, have a beer, and not have to work staring at your wall for one time <laughs> in your life? Yeah, hop on the Wi Fi, it's free, man. So that's just the first thing I could think of, right, when y'all asked. But beyond that, I mean, we have this dog photographer that ended up... We met him a dog... For, a photographer, if you will. If you will. A photographer. A photographer. <laughs> Our taproom manager, Tracy Bardigan, who everyone in the Atlanta beer community knows, she got into a car accident. He was her Uber driver. That came up the next Sunday. He was in the taproom taking portraits of people's dogs. <laughs> 
I mean, we have we have a plant pop up uh, that comes through and just sets up what looks like an entire greenhouse in one of our side rooms. Uh, we do uh, Paws Atlanta puppy adoption events every so often. We have a giving tap on our wall, and every month that changes. Right now, uh, there's a round up option on our POS. Every time you close out, if you'd like to round up to donate to the Red Cross, you can uh, crane. Um, and I mean that that that's just kind of the beginning. I know I know that you know some of the folks that we. Like our CEO Elliot right here in the in the blue shirt. I know oh. he he works with some of the Georgia legislators, lawmakers, lobbyists. And we're trying to lift the restrictions on donating beer, so that way we can donate it rather than having to go through the distribution system, selling it to the distributor, buying it back at market, and then being able to donate it. Just because of the three tier system, so we'd like to be able to give back a little more directly. But of course, you know how laws are, and we love our distributors either way. But so like. I don't know. Basically, any way that you can think of, we like to give back. Would you like to get Elliot on the horn for a moment? Wait a minute. So you said the CEO of the company is actually... Right behind you at the beer fest. Standing 10 feet away from pouring beer. Yep. He poured my beer. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yo, Chase, we might have to expand because I might relocate to Atlanta, okay? (laughs) But yeah, um, hey, if we can get him on for a quick second, that would be... Awesome. Absolutely. 100%. I'll grab them right now. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Very good. How's it going? We had a switch out of guests right here from Firemaker <laughs> Brewing Company. So, Elliot, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? And... Oh, hi. Uh, so, I'm Elliot Hall. I'm the uh, owner and uh, CEO of Firemaker Brewing. So, nice to meet y'all. Thank you. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. Which podcast is this? Uh, John just told me uh, y'all were doing a podcast. We are the Upstate Beer Boys podcast out of Upstate South Carolina. We've invaded Georgia to come to this Georgia Craft Beer Brew Festival to see what Georgia's all about. Which actually makes a little bit of sense because when you look at our downloads, we actually get a fair amount of representation from Georgia. I am so glad that y'all came out. Uh, This is the first ever Georgia Craft Beer uh, Festival that we've done. I'm actually uh, part of the Georgia Brewers uh, Guild, and uh, we've been working hard on this. Um, Everybody in Georgia has been working hard on this, and just everyone coming out and coming together and collaborating on all these different beers. Like, you can really feel everybody being behind it, and it's just a a special day, very special day. So thanks, y'all, for uh, making the drive. Yeah. And it feels special because there's a lot of vendors here. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have over 60 breweries. And uh, between those breweries, uh, most of them paired up and uh, did collabs with each other that you can only get here. So we want to do something a little extra special, you know. So. so John gave us a little bit of the rundown on the brewery itself, the location, um, the beer you brought here, the food options, and your ties to the community. So out of any of that, is there anything you'd like to add? From Firebaker's perspective, from your perspective as the owner, like about Firemaker. Uh, I am sure that John uh, killed it. He's he's uh, <laughs> one of our best team members. Uh, so I, I really don't know what I would add on top of it except just we've been open two years uh, as of last week. And uh, we opened uh, March 7th, 2020, right before COVID. So uh, he may have touched on that. but A little bit. <laughs> uh, but just the sense of community that that has come about over the last two years and then i've been in the the georgia beer scene for over a decade now um and just seeing it grow over the past uh 10 years and then two years with my own place it's just it, it, it's a very unique experience uh to see Firemaker be a part of that in a small way so that's that's all i can add because i'm sure john was much better than me <laughs> well i do have a follow-up question since you got since we are in atlanta georgia and our podcast is based out of upstate South Carolina. Gotcha. Do you guys have any plans of distributing your beer to 
South Carolina or anything beyond Georgia, or do you actually distribute beyond Georgia? I mean, tell us about about that. Uh, that's a great question, and funny that you uh, asked that question at this moment in time in the history of FireMaker. I'm literally talking with a few uh, different distributors right now in some of the bordering states. Uh, so the answer, no, not yet, um, but there are conversations. But we would start very, very limited, um, and uh, it would, wouldn't be until later this year uh, if, if we do. Uh, right now we're just trying to – Atlanta's our, our home base, and we want to grow out from that, but – also, uh, we want to uh, make sure that we take care of Atlanta and then, then grow outwards. So the long-term goal, absolutely. Yeah. In that event, if it's a limited basis as far as what to send out, what beers would you send out? What, like, what are the flagships that you would put out to the greater, the outside Atlanta community? We would definitely probably do something uh, from, from our, our core four that we have um, and probably our top sellers to see how they go. But we'd also look at markets and, you know, go. One, one thing I love is I love a reason to go check out a cool beer city. So I would definitely uh, want to go check out some of the markets that we would enter into and, and see what that city wants uh, as far as styles and then kind of cater to that. So not, no real set like we definitely want to do these. Um, I'm very much and a part of Firemaker's motto is or mission is that we want to uh, have a beer for everybody. And, uh, and and what they want to drink. So we would kind of go look and see what the city we might be going to wants to drink and then figure it out. I would say if you distro hop the Magic Dragon, it would sell greatly in the upstate South Carolina market for sure. I, I would say so too. And we were talking to John a little bit about this um, because it has this Phantasma hop, which is super rare and super unique to get. And I didn't know it was even coming down to the south. Like, the first time I heard about it, it was going to Pennsylvania breweries. So, like, I, like, got in the DMs of all my fellow, all my Pennsylvania beer fluences. Like, yo, where is this? Send this down to me, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't even know it was this close. Oh, uh, we were very fortunate. Uh, so, we collabed uh, with Monday Night Brewing, who uh, love them. Uh, they're our, our neighbors on the, uh, the west side. And uh, I've been a fan of Monday Night for, like, my whole career uh so getting to collab with them one was just super special in general and then they were able to actually get the uh phantasm uh just because of uh, uh, their connection so we were very fortunate to be it was just a moment in time where they were getting their hands on a little bit we were doing the collab and we were like hey this seems perfect to put it into so how much will we get in the future is yet to be known because like you said it is very rare right now so uh uh, the beer itself is very limited too. Yeah, it's like super hop on the aroma, but super juice on the flavor. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool beer. I, I'm really proud of how that turned out uh, with uh, Peter, uh, the Monday night uh, head brewer, and then also our, our head brewer Kevin. So, uh, well, Elliot, thank you so much for hopping in here and joining our little pop up interview. Is there are there any final words you want to get out to the community? Whether the Atlanta community that might tune into our show or the South Carolina community, any you know greater craft beer community any final words you want to get out as far as the brand of FireMaker? uh just um want to thank everybody who uh supports FireMaker and also all of our brewery neighbors and georgia beer in general uh it's re- been really neat over the past uh couple days seeing everyone come out and just support georgia beer and by by extension uh southeast beer so south carolina uh, such as yourself and beyond uh we have a lot of room to grow and uh look forward to doing that with everybody Awesome, awesome, awesome. And thank you. Thank you again so much for joining us. And we will uh, toss to our main man, the voice of the Upstate Beer Boys, Chris Hitchcock, for some music. And uh, come right back for some more Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Go with us. Back road dust blowing in the wind. 
pickup trucks start rolling in Sky turning colors when the sun starts sinking low Oh, oh, break out of that long weak state of mind Gonna burn a little brush pile wood tonight Wind chimes ringing, swinging side to side real slow Oh, oh, and we got Zach Brown playing in the background Cans and the long necks getting nice down With the stars all shining like a chandelier It's Friday night out here, out here Where the moon glows, the corn grows And Lord knows that's how we like it Pull your girl in close, get yourself a beer It's Friday night out here, yeah Welcome back into the Upstate Beer Boys podcast Wayne and I here from the Georgia Craft Beer Festival at Woo! Atlantic Station, Atlanta, Georgia. We are here with multiple guests at a collaborative tent. Um, co-founder and head brewer of Lost Druid, Rob, and co-owner and CEO of Our Culture Brewing, Isaiah. Gentlemen, um, why don't you say a little bit about... It, Josie, this is... Mrs. Isaiah, if I can. Also a co-founder. Yeah, oh, you are also a co-founder. Of a, yeah, co-founder of our probably the head brewer. Mr. Isaiah, then. Yeah. <laughs> More like Mrs. <laughs> Mr. Josie, right over there. There you go, Mr. Josie. <laughs> An interesting note: both breweries, female-owned, our culture, black-owned. So, lady. Gentlemen, tell us a little bit about your breweries. What brought you to the Georgia Craft Beer Festival? Who wants to go first? So, so I'll start. A little bit about uh, our culture brewing company. So we're a brewery in planning right now. Um, we incorporated in 2019. And ever since then, we've really just been trying to get our physical space off the ground. Uh, right now, we are certified to contract brew, and we hope to have some beer in the market and available uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, later this year. Um, it's comprised of myself, the CEO, Isaiah, uh, my awesome, phenomenal, beautiful partner in life and in this business, uh, Josie, and then my twin brother, Isaac, and my best friend, Shaquille. So the four of us are, are our culture brewing company, and we specialize in bringing unique flavors that are rooted in the foundation of the palate of our culture, the African-American culture. And we try to inject uh, those flavors into this medium of beer. So that's a little bit about me and the brewery and kind of what we're here to do. And we're at the festival because Rob is an excellent human being uh, who was awesome enough to collab with us for this opportunity for the beer festival uh, to drive uh this beer we're here drinking right now making magic anything to add ma'am uh just that we are like you said family owned operated we all brew so that's kind of one of the unique components of us and we love to capitalize on a lot of different unique flavors so uh like the collaboration that we have with rob today is with some jerk seasoning and some really cool uh fruits so we're excited to be a part of the collaboration with Rob and Lost Druid does amazing stuff and happy to have him introduce himself and his brewery as well. And last but not least. Hey, I'm Rob from the Lost Druid. I'm co-founder and the head brewer over there. Uh, my wife and I founded Lost Druid back in 2019. Um, been a little trying times, of course, everybody can relate to. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, com- coming across other actual beer-loving people and people that want to stretch some boundaries or what we're all about. I mean, we, we kind of founded our name. It's kind of based on the fact that we have a spirituality of nature. And so we respect Mother Nature, but we want to also reap the benefits of what Mother Nature has to offer. 
and uh, and hooking up here with uh, our culture brewing and you know kind of the same mentality of let's you know let's think a little outside the box you know we don't have to go far outside the box because there's a there's a lot we can do just barely outside that box um, we love to do that and it's just uh, it's you know, it was a fantastic collaboration coming together and you know the what we saw with the lines all day today we know it's it, it's a winning it's a winning solution yeah all right so our culture lost druid you know the names are phenomenal the beer i'm having is phenomenal tell me a little bit about our culture brewing do you have your own tap room if not do you plan to have one tell us a little bit about what your future plans are or if you have a physical location and just tell our listeners what you got to offer for sure so right now we are as i mentioned uh still trying to get our physical space together uh, we're looking on the east side of atlanta right now the stockbridge conyers area uh as we've recently become new arrivals to the neighborhood and uh we are certified to contract brew so we're looking for a host brewery right now in which uh we hope to get some beer later in the market like q4 2022 so uh right now if you want to find us you know uh www.ourculturebrewing.com you know all of our social media handles uh have our culture brewing in them you know across facebook tiktok twitter you know the 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 interwebs we're we're, the we're out there so if you if you want to find us um, you know, you can find us there and we'll keep you up to date with the latest and greatest. And we have some upcoming merch available, um, you know, with some shirts and hats to just help, uh, you know, add to the fund to uh, help us get our, uh, you know, new brewery up and running. And then, you know, like I said, in the meantime, what you can expect from us is more interesting, dope, out of the box flavors that have a foundation in uh, a part of our culture, American culture, yeah, yeah. that has been uh, underserved and overlooked. Yeah. So, you know, we look forward to bringing that to you uh, wherever we can in any capacity. Uh, be on the lookout. Yeah, we've had the pleasure of having some amazing partnerships as well. In addition to, obviously, Lost Druid, we've gotten to partner with uh, Steady Hand Reformation Brewery locally. We've gotten to go to Barrel and Flow Fest out in Pittsburgh, which is a celebration of shout, shout Black Miata in Atlanta. Yeah, Juniata out in Huntington, Pennsylvania. So we've had a lot of incredible partners who are ready to uh, help us get our beer out in the market. Um, and we are excited to celebrate and collaborate and create new flavors together because that's all all about what we are about. We have four pillars. Collaboration is one of them. Obviously, craftiness is another. Diversity, we're trying to add to the market and bring new things that we haven't really traditionally seen, but we're excited to obviously access and provide a voice for other people that look like us in the market. Yeah, and that last pillar is community. And so, you know, it's really about trying to redefine and uh, recreate that definition and, and just let people know that the community includes, it includes us. It includes all of us collectively together Absolutely. trying to build uh, towards what we think the, the best Georgia beer can be. And so we're just trying to participate in that conversation. And uh, we're really excited what we have to say. We're really excited to uh, hear, you know, the response from other people to, to drinking this beer and, and seeing what comes next. You know, so, um, yeah, that's it. We do want to talk about the beer a little bit, of course. We're at a beer festival. You did collab in a beer. But before we do that, Rob, anything to add on Lost Druid's location 
uh, facilities, that sort of thing? Uh, we're located in Avondale Estates, which a lot of people don't seem to know where it is because it's a whole whopping 1.25 square miles. But it is essentially the east side of Decatur. Uh, Avondale Estates was actually USA Today's best small town beer scene in America for 2021. Um, so we've got some fantastic beer over there. And we're always, you know, it, 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 as Isaiah mentioned about community, you know, we're just incredibly community focused. And we want to keep doing everything we can to keep bringing beer to the people, not necessarily to those that, you know, want to necessarily judge something in some strange way. It's about the people that are drinking it and that are loving it kind of thing for us. And so that's that's where we're at. And we, we couldn't be more happy right now that this collab that we did because it was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Um, it added a nuance that, you know, I've wanted to do, which I had mentioned, but it was done just right. Yeah. I, I agree. And we're going to talk about the beer next. And that's kind of open floor as far as like the beer you brought to the, brought to this event at Atlantic Station, whether that be the beer you collabed on, the other beer that's on tap, wherever the three of you want to take this. Tell us a little bit of backstory on the the beer that's here, this collaboration, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll jump in and just say, uh, first off, everything that Lost Druid brews is phenomenal. So if you ever happen to find yourself in Avondale Estates, that better be your first stop. They are also uh, uh, serve food there, and their food in some mad universe is almost like better than the beer it's like this constant battle between two uh great uh sides of the house that that work harmoniously together so please do that and then i'd also say uh about the beer you know how it kind of came to be the georgia craft brewers guild decided to put on this festival and you know i just kind of reached out to rob because uh i have a lot of respect for him as a brewer as a craftsman and you know i i seek to collab with people where i think i can learn something uh not just about the beer but the business and you know also just get the chance to be around good human beings right Mm -hmm. so i reached out to rob and with like out hesitation he was on board and then you know from that moment on it was just like trying to figure out what is the what is going to be like the thing that we want to say about this beer and like what do we want to put forward to show you know the georgia crab beer festival like what we're doing so it was a collaborative process you know we we went back and forth on the recipe uh you know we went back and forth on the 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 tinctures or the teas rather and the and the uh fruit edition so you know it was in every sense of the word uh, a collaborative process and i think um you know we we both on both sides brought out I mean, the best of each other for this style and trying to just, you know, serve something unique and special. And uh, I think we did that here today. And I can 100% test. I get pineapple, pineapple, pineapple out of it. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I think that it was really fun to capitalize on some of the additional flavors that we had. So we got to add in the unique element of jerk seasoning. And that was really fun um, to have not only the pineapple but the ginger uh the pear to kind of balance everything out uh, we had a really fun time trying to dose and try everything out and make sure that everything tasted just perfect and had the amount of sourness and the tartness that we wanted and a beer that was accessible to um you know like widespread appeal something that everybody could enjoy and came in right at seven percent right Rob? Yeah, just under six nine yeah yeah i mean this beer my opinion is one of the best 
sours we've ever had. And I use sour loosely because what we produce are tarts. Um, sour is too big, broad of a term. Um, you know, we get too many people that are like, we, if, when we originally opened about sours, they were like, well, is it barnyard? Is it vinegar? Is it fruit? I was like, all right, we're just going to go ahead and start calling everything tart because we do a lot with just completely fruit and herb based. And this particular beer, yeah, it, it, it took taking the idea of pineapple and ginger, um, which is a very common juice blend when you go down in the Caribbean area. Um, but just really kind of amplifying that and saying, can we take a little jerk seasoning? We have a, we have a fantastic chef over at the Lost Druid. He makes some great jerk wings. And he just kept, you know, like inspiring me to say, hey, can we take this to another level, you know, in the beers? And, and our culture was able to, you know, kind of come together with us and figure out exactly how we could actually make that happen with the pineapple and the ginger and the pear. And it turned out to be absolutely beautiful. It's, you know, nothing is in your face. Nothing turns you away. Because, I mean, let's face it, like many herbs, like basil, or when you get to ginger, or when you get to jerk seasoning, there's a fine line where it's good and then it's really bad. And I think we found that kind of perfect blend as we went through it. Yeah, it's, it's funny when you mention, like, people walk up to you when you stay, and they ask, like, how's the sour? Like, to me, when I ask that, I'm like, is it more tart or is it more fruity? It sounds like your cli- the clientele you've had walk up to you, they kind of push those together. Oh, which doesn't seem, like to me, that like doesn't compute in my brain. Because like, to me, tart and fruity are two different things. Right, right. And so what we were trying to go for there was, I think, really a uh, perfect blend between art and science. And, you know, f- fundamentally rooted in the components that, that drive, you know, that, that tart flavor profile in your in your mouth you know citric acid lactic acid but then also you know throwing a little bit of that art in there and saying you know how do you balance that with some of the jerk seasoning how do you balance that with some we had a little bit of brown sugar in there as well so some of that sweetness you know competed with the tartness a little bit to round it out a little bit so i think you know here uh just the the excellent professionalism you know that rob uh exhibits in his facility uh really was like the perfect playground for for us to iterate like in a completely creative way but in a way that was like you know controlled and measurable to produce like you know quality product so you know i I think it was just a perfect marriage between art and science and you know just allowing inspiration to kind of go unchecked for a little bit and and really like create so i mean i I had i had a hell of a time you know i come from south florida so i know a little bit about you know jerk seasoning and the balance and this and that and i am really sad that i missed out on that collab because when i came up to the uh tent you guys were out of it it sounds like it was a phenomenal beer but i got a little bit left you can have it <laughs> well on that note in a couple of weeks we will have some of this available in the tap room there you go there you, you go. know i'm not known as a sour or ipa guy but that that is phenomenal let me tell you, the balance of it between sour and tart is fantastic. You guys hit the nail on the head for sure. Um, I guess I'm supposed to ask a question about... Food. Food. What's the food options? Either? Well, our culture, you said you guys don't have a tap room just yet. So I'm going to defer this question over to Rob over at Lost Druid. What kind of food ops do you have? Do you have like a, uh, a food truck schedule? Do you have a tap room uh, as far as like, do you have a kitchen? 
limited availability, full kitchen. Tell me what you got. So we do have a kitchen on site. We, we, we built the uh, facility. We were actually the first ground-up construction in Georgia for SB85 that had a kitchen. So we, we, we can, you know, kind of claim that as our, you know, claim to fame. Um, but our, our kitchen, we do not do, we're not a traditional brew pub because there, sadly, because of Georgia laws, there's a big differentiation between brew pubs and breweries. But in 2019, we were allowed to finally, you know, get up and running with a actual brewery that had a kitchen. Um, our kitchen is very much focused on shareable small plate items. We want it to be something that people can come in and actually get a little food to share, just enough to satiate themselves so they want to order another beer or two. Um, you know, one of the worst things that ever happened in Georgia was the idea that you weren't allowed to have food trucks at a brewery drinking because, oh. yeah, I mean, it just ruined everything. I mean, that's, that's the only way to say it. It was a horrible idea. And we have a fantastic chef. I mean, Chef Von Hell joined us last year. And he, uh, you know, we, we have been, you know, top three in Atlanta Burger Week, top three in Atlanta Chili Week. Uh, chef Von Hell won. I, I don't know. Don't know if I can drop names of corporations at all or anything. All right. So, so Chef on Chef on Hell. We haven't been yelled at yet. Chef on Hell. Uh, you know, last year we worked together and we have a vegan dish that's made with uh, Kellogg's uh, Morningstar Incognito chicken tenders. Um, he won the grand prize, so he was a ten thousand dollar recipient of that. Makes incredible food, and you know, kind of what uh, Isaiah was talking about earlier with collaboration is that on Hell and I. You know, we talk to each other. We talk about, you know, what can play off of certain things. It's a very collaborative effort within our place. I mean, I truly, a lot of people throw out the word that a brewery is, you know, family. But when you get down to it, they're not really, and everybody will tell you that. I truly feel that we do have a family there, and we really look out for each other. We have employees that have been with us since before we opened. Um, you know, everybody just knows that everybody's going to look out for each other, and we're going to do whatever we can to make everybody better and to support them in a time of need when things get a little rough, which happens sometimes when we get really busy. Right. Everybody needs a little bit of help, maybe in the kitchen or whatever. Everybody's willing to jump in and make that happen. Um, our food, Chef on Hell, is from the Virgin Islands. Um, we do have upscale bar, bar food. I would say we do not have a deep fryer, so we do not fry any food. So our food is quite a bit healthier, um, way more flavorful than what you're going to get at other places. And, uh, and we have a bit of... Uh, an influence of both uh, Caribbean and Japanese because uh, our chef also has uh, some Japanese uh, influence in his life. And so we kind of run that way, but we know we're in Georgia, so we got to make everything a little more Southern too. And so he figures out that line, how to bring everything together, make it enjoyable for everybody, and how we make it really balance out what the beers we're serving. We want to get into a little bit of community in a moment, but before we do that... Um We've had a couple guests in the past that um, were female-owned breweries, female brewer breweries, and our culture, of course, is not only female brewed, but also black-owned and black brewed. So, Isaiah, Josie, talk a little bit about um, how what your effect is on a rather un, un, underrepresented portion of in this industry. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, first and foremost, I look forward to the day where that no longer matters. Absolutely. I, I look forward to the day where, you know, we just get to talk about, like... Good beer. The beer, yeah. right? And and the only way that we get there, I think, is by realizing that there's an issue that collectively I think we have to solve. Because realistically, it's not isolated to just, you know, 
the entrepreneurship of the individuals to start these organizations. It's it's systemic. You know, it's it's the three tier three tier system. It's about trying to figure out. You know, now that I got a brewery, you know, even if I'm contract brewing, what who's going to distribute? You know, what type of terms are they going to give me? Where are they going to place me? Like, you know, I, I don't want my stuff on the bottom shelf in the back of the cooler in a store in the middle of nowhere that nobody's going to visit. But I'm not coming into the game with five thousand barrels a year. So, you know, it's very difficult to have a conversation with a distributor when you're, I'm not meeting these volume metrics. It's very different to have a conversation with a distributor when I haven't been able to demonstrate a proof of concept because I don't have a half a million dollars in funding and, and, and you know, to, to go and get some land and, and get some equipment. So I think the reality of the situation is diversity needs to come not only from the entrepreneurial side, but existing infrastructure also needs to cultivate and build talent within the industry. So we need more uh, minority and female-owned brewers, assistant brewers, accountants, marketing people, front of house, back of house, uh, lab tech. You know, the industry is wide, and it doesn't just have to look like this one pathway because, look, I'm not a bearded white dude, but I'm a bearded black man. (laughs) You know what I mean? And there's another layer beyond that that I think we have to explore when we talk about the female component. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you right now that you know, some of the best beers that our culture has produced, uh, you know, my wife has either, you know, developed in isolation or had some major hand in. And I think what this is about is understanding that the creative process comes, you know, from all angles of life. And to isolate that to a particular facet really ignores it. So, you know, I, I just say, look, we need more institutions from an ownership perspective, but we also need more infrastructure for employees for the existing industry to participate. Uh, different uh, logistical as opposed to in addition to societal yeah I mean all all across the board but you know and with that yeah I was just going to say I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said community because we're trying to bring everybody that we can with us like I think it's about creating spaces where everybody feels welcome and like they have a home in this space Um, and it hasn't traditionally looked like that or felt like that but I think that we can make a space where it does feel like that Um, and you can see people that look like you and that alone inspires you but also having somebody welcome you in create with you be able to collaborate with you that's really what brings the energy that's really what creates a space where everybody can grow and develop and then we can like isaiah says all the time and we hear this common phrase iron sharpens iron so we're bringing in unique palettes and flavors that we have that is uniquely to our culture but also that we collab get to collaborate with other people and bring in So that's what we want to continue to do with both our culture and in our community. We want to be a gathering space for people to have intellectual conversations. We want to be a gathering space for people to create amazing beer, amazing beverages, and continue on that path. Like, that's always what we want to do. And community is the next segue, because on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast, we always like to focus with our guests on their ties to the community, whether that be collaboration, collaboration with other breweries like you have amongst yourselves as well as local businesses charities fundraisers and even extending to local artists local musicians local vendors anyone just trying to make an entrepreneurial just local people local people so in addition to your relationship amongst each other and i'll start with josie what is the 
relationship lost through it our culture has with the local community in in the greater Atlanta area and anything outside of that whatever the case may be for sure so we are a part of a collaborative called leaders of the brew school which is um, up and coming people of color that want to be in this industry so it looks like chefs it looks like brewers it looks like people that create um, art like any type of um, artistic expression that you can imagine like we have that in our crew and we want to continue to develop and cultivate that and have spaces and breweries where people can express that be a part of it and feel like it's a community that they belong to um, and we also have uh, craft women connect which is a community of women that are really interested in love craft beer so we want them to experience and be a part of that we got to beer, brew collaborations with them they get to brew collaborations throughout the community and introduce new women to craft beer like what does this look like and feel like how is this different from wine how is this different from cocktails like we're bringing more people to the industry every day and it's only going to help us grow it's only going to help us evolve um, and I'm sure that uh, Rob over here has a plenty of places that he brings in just from the community that he's a part of in Avondale Estates as well speaking of Rob yeah, as I mentioned earlier, Avondale is only 1.2 square, 1.25 square miles, and uh, we have an incredibly tight knit community. Uh, we've since the day we opened, we've been focused on education in our parks, um, and you know we have we have done everything we can to raise as much money for both of those entities. Um, even this just two days ago, we had we we shut down just so that the the local charter school could have a, a gigantic fundraiser to help them get some funds in there for their for their science and arts and uh, let's say their what is that what is a S E something uh, STEM STEM technology yeah technology um, programs as they go through there and you know we're we're just a huge proponent of you know looking out for our community and our community treats us well. We opened eight months before COVID hit. We really thought it was going to be our demise mm-hmm. once it happened, but the way our community latched on, in part because of the way we came out of the gate trying to make sure we looked out for them, um, they showed us so much support. I mean, so much that I, I, I don't even know how really to, you know, exhibit my appreciation for it because they were so good to us. And, and I think it just shows that once you can get entrenched into a local community and show how much you care about it, it shows how much it cares about you, and you really do start to become self-sufficient because you know, you know, you're not just a business that's located there. You're a place that everybody wants to go to actually communicate and socialize, and you know, and just have a good time with everybody else. And I, I could not be happier with you know being in Avondale Estates, which is where we're located at, because they really embrace that and have done everything in their power to help us be as successful as we are. Isaiah, round out our little community discussion, if you will, please. Uh, I mean, I, I would just say that it, it starts with uh, your neighbor, you know, the person next to you. And, and I think, you know, it's really just about facilitating a dynamic in a space where people feel safe to congregate and, and be themselves. And at the end of the day, man, that's all people want. You know what I mean? Like, life is hard. Shit gets rough sometimes. Things get difficult. And every once in a while, you just want to sit back and get some good food, get some good beer, and and have some good camaraderie. And I think, you know, for me personally, it's very hard to... Uh, hate you know what you know or or what you see yourself in and I think one thing that beer does for a community is it it brings people together and yes. then it relaxes yeah. them and creates an environment where we can get to know each other and then I start to see myself in you 
you start to see yourself in me, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, things aren't so different anymore. Yep, exactly. It's not so scary. It's very much easier to communicate and respect because we, we have similar values and things that we can align on. But I think it really just takes uh, the, uh, the opportunity to have a, a, an environment where that is... Uh, facilitated and you know it's it's lost druid it's the future of our culture hopefully it's all of georgia beer right and like you're saying that lifting each other up like it's kind of winds up like more of a cohesive process like now you're thinking like the beer the beer the beer the beer you know it's it's your flavor palettes kind of become one almost and Speaking of flavor palette, like I said, this collaboration you did, it was like pineapple, 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 pineapple. As it's been sitting on my palate and the beer's gone now, um, I get a little bit of that jerk spice way in the back now. It's like a little slow burn or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, it's, it's a complex beer and, and everybody's experience is different. But what I love about it is, for me, the, the greatest, when I know, when I know I, we, we're on to something, is when I can sit back and talk to a bunch of people and they're telling me, you know, what they're experiencing and I'm finding similarities, you know, across that. And so really, for me, brewing is just trying to be heard, man. You know, I'm yeah. trying to express myself through this medium. And when people resonate with that and, you know, tell me the impact of that expression back to me and it matches, I'm understood in that moment. You know, so I, that's what I enjoy about it the most. Get that niche. Partner? Well, you know, we have a saying on here that's been expressed by many different brewers is that rising tide lifts all boats. Now, when I went to the tent, unfortunately, I missed out on the collab, so I can't comment on it, but it sounds phenomenal. I grew up in South Florida, so I know about, you know, jerk seasoning and pineapple and beer and this and that but i get what you're putting down you know rising tides lifts all boats beer brings everybody together so i commend you on the collab i commend you on working together with lost druid our culture i get what you're putting down i told the guys at the tap room just give me something surprise me and they did um I want to say it's a little bit more on the IPA side. I don't know exactly what it was. I didn't ask them what it was. I just told them to hit me with something. And what they hit me with was phenomenal. So I am I am really inspired and intrigued to see what our culture puts down, what Lost Rib puts down, you know, and I am excited to see what the future, what beer brings everyone together because it does. It sees no color, it sees no gender, it sees no nothing. Beer brings everyone together, and I am excited to bring everyone to the table, and let's just have a beer and have a good time. Absolutely. Welcome to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Georgia, and this is not the first collab you'll see from the two of us. Absolutely. I mean, we, we already have at least two right now in oh, the works. There you go. So, uh, yeah, you're going to see a lot, a lot more goodness coming out of the two of us. Stay tuned. <laughs> And with that, I think you might have taken the words out of my mouth, but we always like to give the guests the final word on the guest segment. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we toss the break? Nah, man, just, you know, just keep, keep drinking. 
Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's the squad, and we're coming out with fire, so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, Josie, you Rob, Isaiah, thank you so much for hopping on with us for a little quick. Actually, wound up not being as little quick as I thought, but <laughs> quite, it was enjoyable and informative, and uh, what's the word? Enlightening. Enlightening. <laughs> just the same so thank you very much and uh to our audience just kick back listen to a little more chris hitchcock and uh we'll be right back on the upstate beer boys podcast well it's been two months since i drank a little too much said the wrong thing so she packed up her stuff moved down to mississippi told her friends she never loved me said i was another muddle Welcome to Atlanta with a play as play. Chasing Wayne here of the Upstate Brewer Boys podcast, rounding out the Georgia Craft Brewers Festival that at Atlantic Station in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we've spoken to a few a number of breweries already, but we found uh, one of our own, a fellow beer influencer. And, uh, you know, we kind of pr- traverse along the uh, South Carolina craft beer scene, but we want an expert in the Atlanta craft beer scene. Hey, let's get it. You can find him on Instagram at Party of Two Brew Crew, the legendary Mikey B. Oh, man. <laughs> man, look, I, I completely appreciate that. I, I wouldn't say legendary, not just yet. It's definitely coming, but you want to know something? Uh, I'm, I'm going to quote one of my favorite rappers. It's uh, Benny the Butcher, and he has a song that's, that's called Legend Now, and it's, he, he says... They say I'll be a legend soon, but I'm a legend now, so I appreciate that. I do. I do. <laughs> hey, you speak it to existence, right? So Yes indeed. I mean, I think now we've kind of picked apart a little we stopped at a lot of the big names. Right. Um Left Not Service. We stopped at um uh, Firewater. I'm right. sorry. We stopped at Firemaker. They have a Firewater too, though, so you're right. Yep. We stopped at Firewater. Both of them. Yes. We stopped at Firemaker. We stopped at Monday Night. We stopped Monday at Night, yes. Three Taverns. Right. We stopped at Red Hair. Right. We stopped Red Hair, at Reformation. 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 Yeah. We stopped at, um, well, I'm not sure if you stopped at, but I stopped at um, the one next to service that was. Um, Oh, hell, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, we were noobs here. We're just, like, picking apart, like, oh, hey, I know this name, I know. But this is your spot. This is your location. Okay. Tell us, like, who are the big names here? What were the bangers? Like, well, and, and even, like, to go a step further than that, who were you surprised that didn't show up? Um, like, are there any bangers that maybe weren't here? Um, I actually am surprised that was a banger that did not show up. It's Atlantucky. They have a habanero. They they have a habanero. Uh, they're gonna fucking kill me. But they have a <laughs> habanero. I, I want to say it's a Kolsch. They have a habanero Kolsch, oh. and I hate the fact that they did not show up because that was that is an absolute banger of a Kolsch. Um, the ones that I I, I commend, I, I take my hat off. Nofo Bruco. Uh, they're out of Cummins, Georgia. It's a little bit outside of Atlanta. Also, Round Trip Brewing. I absolutely love them. 
Monday Night and Firemaker, they did a collaboration together. It is, yeah. uh, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So you know, those were those were my top picks. But so surprised that Atlanta didn't come out here and, and, and you know like make their presence be known as as one of the one of the first black brick and mortars here in Atlanta breweries and you know i just really wish that they would have been here uh had a little bit more presence here but next year bigger and better and speaking of that, that, that collab firemaker and monday night that was a um featuring the phantasma hop yeah which has become super rare super hard super to get hard to get yeah and i like i thought like the first time i saw it was like a pennsylvania yep thing and okay I was, like uh, we come down here and we're just walking around we're picking out the big names and we go to firemaker like oh wait phantasma no right. i need that yeah exactly <laughs> so you know amazing people at firemaker amazing people at monday night i have a great relationship with both of them elliot from firemaker he's he's the man and if if he would if he wants to get anything he could get his hands on it you know what I'm saying so <laughs> that's that's why I'm not surprised that they got their hands on some of the most rare hops in the game I'm not surprised I think we spoke with Elliot Firemaker oh, we did speak with Elliot and Firemaker and Mostly. Jonathan and Firemaker too yep John yeah Monday night eh they're all right yeah. No, I love Monday Night. Yeah. I, they're better than all right. Like Monday Night, I, they're the OG. They're the OG. Yeah. Oh, craft beer I'm in Atlanta. Wait, I'm surprised that Atlanta Tucky didn't show up. Yeah. Now they did show up. So Skinny and Scales of Atlanta Tucky, they both were here, mm -hmm. but they didn't have a tent, and that's what I'm surprised oh, about. You okay. know, but like I said, bigger and better for next year. It's yeah, cool. Exactly. You don't want to show all your cards at once, right? Right. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, hell, there was what sixty breweries here today. I mean, what's next year? Eighty? Exactly. <laughs> no, it, it it was about it was a little bit over fifty five breweries here today. Mm -hmm. Over two hundred fifty different beers here today, and oh, you yeah. just don't get any better than that. Like, I really feel like Atlanta, Georgia, period. We're the mecca of craft beer. Oh. I know. I know a lot of people like to New say, York, California. Uh, we put you on point. No. Hey, look, look, look. Atlanta is a craft beer of the south. Of the south. <laughs> of the south. I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. We're we're the craft beer people. We're the craft beer state of the South. But at the same time, like the great famous Andre Three Thousand said, the South got something to say. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. So I absolutely love it, man. Thank you guys for coming all the way from South Carolina down here to the Georgia Craft Beer Craft Brewers Festival. I completely appreciate it, and the South appreciates it too. Absolutely. Well, you know, I am Atlanta born, Atlanta bred. I am from the South. Shout out East in, Point. Shout out East Point. <laughs> I do live in South Carolina, but Atlanta is the home base. Right. So the South beer is the best beer. I don't care what anyone's got to say about it. Right. You know, I know that New England likes to say they got the best craft beer. They have the but best hops. Atlanta's New England IPAs. I love them. Best beers. Like when you there. talk when you talk about versatility, I don't see many states fucking with Atlanta. I don't see many states fucking with Atlanta when you when it comes to versatility because Orpheus has the best barrel program in Georgia. I didn't see them here. No, my thing is we they were came here, here Orpheus looking for was here. Orpheus and we couldn't oh, find wait. tent. Orpheus was not here today. Oh, no okay. Orpheus was not here today. Them. That's why you did it. But still, y'all are and here. I was really excited to see no. them. I was hoping they would be here. Damn. Yeah. But Jason is out in Prague right now. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like, he's out in Prague right now brewing beer overseas. Like, come on. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, cool. You know, it's 
I listen. I love Orpheus. I love Jason. Or like that's the first place I take anybody that comes to Atlanta that's not familiar with the beer scene. I take them to Orpheus. They have the widest variety, and each one is a fucking banger. And then we'll go over the round trip. You have the lightest German beers stateside that you'll ever get. Oh yeah. Oh Orpheus yeah. Orpheus got the traditional German style. No, no, no that was round trip. Round, round trip. trip. Okay, yeah, sorry. that's right, round trip. Pleasure. Yeah. Listen. But what's he, what you got? Three taverns. Mm. Phenomenal. I love three taverns. All culture and um, lost, lost druid. I love them. I love them. Firemaker. Phenomenal. Firemaker is amazing. You know, welcome to Atlanta, where the players play. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, and and we brew beer like every fucking day. And I completely appreciate all the breweries here in Atlanta, man. They show me love. You know, they 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 let me in on what they got going on, and it's just one of those things where I'm super appreciative. You know, like I have a lot of people that follow me that's not from Atlanta. And, you know, they one of the things they like to do is ask me, hey, look, where can we go? And I love being that voice for the city and even for outside the city. If they're, you know, kind of staying out on the outskirts of Atlanta, but completely appreciate it, man. Thank you all so much. This has been an amazing experience. This has been super duper dope. (laughs) Atlanta, Georgia Craft Brewers uh, Festival 2022. Thank you all so much for showing up. It's, it's, it's amazing. Thank you, brother, for hopping on. Um, before we get into a little bit on your brand. Let's do it. Let's put you on the spot. Let's do it. What, what, was, the best, what was the best beer here? Oh, shit. Whether that's a flagship beer, whether it's a flagship beer from one of the attendees or I'm a, a collab. I'm going I'm to I'm be honest with you. I'm going to have to do the collab with Firemaker and Monday Night. That's the best one. Yes, sir. That's the best collab. And then I'll do a best beer, which is Hip and Hops. Hip and they have, oh, yeah, Hip and Hops. That. Hip and Hops. And from Hip and Hops, they had proofs in the pudding. It's a okay. banana pudding sour, oh. and it was awesome. God, that's like that's my that's my favorite single beer. And then the collab was Firemaker and Monday Night. Was it was it better than that um, banana pudding Heffenweizen that Duclaw put out? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> Shots fired, and I actually had that. Did you try the collab between Service and? Who was it with their... Oh, uh, Alewife? Alewife? Alewire? No, I didn't oh, get to get that one. That I did not. That stout was... It, yeah. Okay. It, was, it was marshmallow up the nose and dark okay. chocolate down the throat. Okay, I did no, not get to get just, that. I hate that. It now, was, I, I love was, marshmallow and chocolate. <laughs> I hate I didn't get to get that. It was stout. It was straight fire. doesn't matter what the hell it was. Right. It was just straight fire, man. I hate I did, I hate I did not get to get that one, but, but I would, want, I would have wanted that. Craft beer is like, you know what? It's all good. Doesn't matter yeah. who brew it, and know, that, that's the thing. It's with, just good. That's the thing with craft beer, man. It's uh, it's definitely trial and error, you know, and and it's definitely a community based thing. Like, what what do the craft beer community like? What are they looking for? What what are the things that they're most interested in? How can we bring something different? Yes, sir. To that to that realm, and I know that that's what we look for in the craft beer community. And that's see, that's my jam with um difference right because with beer like i'm not i don't know like beer to me if i just want something to sip on i'm gonna go with a cocktail i'm gonna go with a bourbon exactly but when it comes to beer i want something different mm-hmm. no matter where i'm going like i like i don't want to just grab your regular ipa your regular right. kolsch your right. lager i want something whatever a little bit more I in depth different what do you what are you bringing to the game Exactly. And uh, I think Atlanta's definitely doing really, really big in that. But I want to let y'all know, like, Party of Two Brew Crew is not a Georgia brand. It's a 
it's a global. worldwide yeah. brand. Like it's truly a worldwide brand. So um, definitely thank y'all so much for this. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be right before we logged off without right. giving you a little Listen. opportunity to. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Wayne's got another follow up. Upstate South Carolina, we're not just South Carolina brew. We are worldwide brew. Mm -hmm. We are beer for everyone. Everybody. Exactly, I love it. And you know that's what it is. That's what craft beer is, man. Craft beer is for everybody. You know, um, there's I I literally tell people that there's something for everybody. Exactly. So. You had something. It wouldn't well. It wouldn't be right for us to sign off without giving you a chance to pop your brand. Okay, bet. Um, so t I mean, tell us, Party Two Brew Crew. Yes, Mikey yes. B. What yes. I mean, what you doing? I mean, Wayne's been in the YouTube game for a little bit now. I right. just joined a few weeks ago. Right. You've right. been in the YouTube Congrats. game for a little bit. Thank right. you. So I mean, what what's the Mikey B. Party Two Brew Crew brand like? So uh, the brand is going. We're we're continuously going worldwide. Um, I just want to completely. I like to call everybody my brew crew, so I just completely appreciate the brew crew for following, liking, sharing, and all the content that they share with their followers. Uh, Party of Two, the number two brew crew on all platforms, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, um, 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 Instagram, literally everything, Twitter. Um, I'll be doing a lot more traveling coming up, and then outside of that, I'm going to be doing some events here in Atlanta. I'd love for y'all to come back to Atlanta Absolutely. and be a part of these events, man. Um, you know, y'all got VIP access, everything. Like, y'all are good with me. Um, same thing with YouTube, Party of Two Bro Crew. Uh, the name's Mikey B. Craft Beer's the game. I'm doing media, and I'm bringing craft beer to everybody's home. So, let's get it. And what, like, talk also a little about these bottle shares you do. Because, oh, I, I mean, I see... All your videos are like all these bottle shares, is like either whether it's just crazy beer coming in that right. doesn't necessarily traverse its way to the south, right, 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 or just like just big party, like almost a block party type. Just not not even back beer. Not even almost a block party. We're definitely doing a block party. So my anniversaries, I I love to do bottle shares, and then quarterly I'm going to start doing bottle shares. I have to give a shout out to my guy Swerve. He does Sunday service here in Atlanta. It's a, a it's a weekly bottle share, but I'm gonna do quarterly bottle shares, and then I'll continuously do my anniversary bottle shares where we share beers, rare beers from around the world. So I got stuff from Germany, Mexico, uh, 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 oh. Greece. I, like I got that. stuff that I like like, I'm that. breaking I like out that. for year four. So definitely follow. That's where you get Let's those. Get that's where you get those untapped, those exactly. rare untapped. Badges. Exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> We're down with that. Let's do it. Look, I would love to have y'all. Like, let me know whatever y'all can make it to. I'll make any accommodation that I can, man. Thank y'all so much. All right, Mikey B, we always give the guests the final word, wrapping up the segment. So what you got for us? Hey, one thing I want to say, man, is uh, Craft Beer is here to stay. It's going to continue to elevate. Respect the influencers. Respect the people that are doing Craft Beer Media. And let's just keep it popping, man. Thank y'all so much for having me. Mikey B, party of two, bro crew. <laughs> Party of two. <laughs> or three in this case. Or three. Yeah, it's, four. it's party of four right now. Yeah. 100%. And as always, just keep it with us, and we'll come back to wrap things up. I'll say beer, boys. Keep it with us. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. That hangout my daddy used to hang around We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down and Just like that the taps and stools and tables got turned To the 
only joint my mama ever burned. Call get sassy and bluegrass. Come on. Welcome back to Upstate Fair Boys Podcast. Wayne, Chase, y'all went down to Georgia without me. I had to work. I, I get it. So you went down to the beer festival. What'd y'all do? Who'd y'all talk to? What'd you drink? Well, the funny thing is, is I thought we were supposed to be going to Asheville. <laughs> but due to some mix-ups and whatnot, we missed out on tickets for that. However, young Chase here, who's got uh, probably the best luck I know. What happened, Chase? Tell lately, us. Lately, I, I actually wound up like probably... I don't know, Saint night the night of we were trying to figure out what was going on with Asheville. Uh one of our beerfluencer friends down in Atlanta, Katie, follow her on Instagram at drinking outside the box. She posted a giveaway for a couple tickets to the Georgia Craft Brewers Festival. Tagged I tagged a bunch of people as uh, our our faithful brethren tend to do in these situations. And what wouldn't you have to know it? But I won. I won two tickets. And you know, it, it stinks that Steven had to work, but that also per, uh, caused a situation where you two didn't have to fight over the second ticket. No, there'd be no fighting. <laughs> no, we could have just coin toss and whatever. So, anyways, <laughs> the upstate beer boys went down to Georgia. We're looking for some beer to drink. <laughs> You know, I didn't even envision it being as big as it was. Good thing is it was right off the interstate. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we got right off the exit and Atlantic Station was right there. And we could even see where they had everything set up. And other than trying to figure out where the parking garage was, it was pretty easy to get to. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have to deal with midtown traffic at all. Super convenient. By the time we figured out where the entrance was, we walked right up. We ran into another fellow beer flincher, Mikey B, at Party of Two Brew Crew right off the bat. And then we just got right into it and just started walking around the vendors. And it took us a little while because there were so many. There were 60 breweries there. Took a, and we were kind of like, like, oh, where do we go first? Where do we go first? You know, we, we got a couple right by the entrance, and then we worked our way around, and we stopped at uh, – a fire truck that we saw and it turns out that fire truck is owned by the owner of a little gypsy brewery called firewater brewing. And you just heard their interview with our interview with the owner, uh, right off the top of our little segments. And we thought of Steven as we were doing that. Cause of course your profession. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Michael Zorg, the, uh, owner and head brewer there at uh, firewater brewing, uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. I can't wait till they open up uh, a storefront. You know, it's kind of sad that they can't just take over the firehouse right down the street from my house. That'd be great. You know, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, from them. We had a uh, hop chief, which I believe is a. I don't think it was a hazy IPA. It was no, I think it, it was, was American 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 IPA. IPA, and then Sergeant Stout bourbon barrel aged version, which was did not taste very barrel aged. Did not taste boozy at all. No, but it was definitely fire water for sure. Yeah. Uh, we stopped, and uh, as you heard, we, uh, we as you just heard, we stopped with uh, Brewmaster Jeff at service, a uh, favorite of all of ours. Uh, and as Stephen mentioned earlier, that they actually wound up 
And as you heard Jeff talking about it, we they won a medal prior to the uh, prior to the festival for uh, their collaboration they did um, with Alewife, and that stout was a lot of marshmallowy goodness. Let me just say that. I got goodness. I didn't get a whole lot of marshmallow out of it, though. <laughs> but, you know, that was a learning experience because I didn't realize they actually had competitions at a brew mm-hmm. festival. I thought everyone was just, you know, going there and handing out beer and having a good time. Yeah. And uh, after that, I think we went, I think we talked to Firemaker next. Um Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome brewery, right? We actually wound up stopping there when we were done with the day, uh, and we got it. Wayne, Wayne got a six pack to take home. I got a crowler. I would have gotten a six pack, but our but our friend John was talking up this black IPA, and as our listeners know, I love black IPA. So he said, "Well, tell the bartender instead of the six pack, you're going to get a crowler." I'm like, "Okay, I'll go get a crowler." Yeah, shout out to John. Uh, you know, for a lead bartender, you could have uh, mistaken him for like uh, one of the owners because he seemed to know everything about everything Firemaker. Yep. You know, from types of beers to their restaurant layout or their tap, the brewery layout to their mascot, their billboard, you know, just the whole thing. You know, he talks so much about Firemaker that when we actually got to talk to the CEO and co-founder, he really didn't have a whole lot to add. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. And, uh, and congratulations to Elliot and his wife. Uh, they did a gender reveal. They're having their first baby real soon. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Or maybe not their first baby, but they're having a baby. Then, of course, after that, we stopped. We, we actually got a two for one. Uh, one of the collaborative beers was called Making Magic, not making like making, making like Jamaican, and that mm-hmm. was uh, a lot of adjuncts in that beer, a lot of tropical adjuncts, pineapple and jerk seasoning were the two main ones, and mm-hmm. that was by Lost Druid Brewing, which is in Avondale Estates, and Our Culture, which is a little gypsy brewery, owned by Isaiah and Josie, uh, Black Owned Brewery, and that was. Wayne, I, I don't know if Wayne remembers having this sip. I know I gave you a sip of that. I know I gave you a sip of that collaboration. You may have. I don't know. And it was very good. It was like, it honestly just tastes like pineapple juice for the longest time. And I, of course, love pineapple. So I was not complaining one bit. And I was mm-hmm. like, not sure where the jerk was. But as we're going through the interview, we're about to wrap up as the listeners just heard. And all of a sudden it hit me down the back of my throat. Like, oh, there's the jerk seasoning. <laughs> so awesome job by them on that collaboration um i certainly am not going to argue with service winning uh, a medal for that collaboration but certainly uh lost you in our culture definitely deserves some praise for that beer because that was not just exceptional because it tasted good but exceptional in the sense of what what they put into that beer and actually be able to pull something off that was tasty mm-hmm. and delicious and then after we wrapped up that two-for-one interview, which uh, can't wait for our culture to actually get a storefront and, uh, you know, be able to go back down there and support them and have some of their awesome, tasty beers. 
we ran back into Mikey, party of two brew crew, and chopped it up with him for a little bit. And man, that guy's fun. We need to we need to plan a trip to Atlanta just to have a trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to hang out at his bottle shares. <laughs> and it's very funny because before y'all ran into him, I sent him a text and I was like, "Hey, Mikey B, my guys are going down there." And it wasn't long after he sent me a message. He's like, hey, I met him at the door. And I'm like, yeah. very cool. And it was funny. As we were lining up, like, towards the end, we ran into him. It's like, hey, you want to do a little interview real quick? He said, uh, as Stephen told us, Stephen texted us. He said he was jealous that we got to meet you. And he's like, I know. He just DM'd me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've been following him, you know, since he pretty much started. He's got good content. He's got good collaborations with people. So he's and he, a pretty cool guy. And he puts the effort in, too. I mean, he was set up with a regular professional camera and all that stuff right at the door. He's shooting B-roll, do, do, doing the whole thing, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I, I was highly impressed um, with him as a person. Nice. Just a kind of fun personality he's got. And then looking at his content, you um, know, Man, he puts out some great stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe we need to do a collab. I know he would be down to be on our show one day. For sure. Yeah, he absolutely would be. I have no doubt about that. Well, folks, don't forget to check out our sponsors, John Sharkey with Greenville Beer Fest, that hopefully we'll be able to attend again this year. With mm-hmm. all three of us. <laughs> Upstate Realty and Associates, promotional graphics, and our home away from home that is owned by Eddie and his wife, the Clock Tower Tap Room in Simpsonville. Hey, do y'all hear our theme song playing? Chris, take it away. And we like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. That sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondales, IPAs, Cider Stouts, and the USA, we're just boys. And we like beer. And we're just boys. We like beer. And we like beer.